0: Hey guys, I'm your host, Coach Ashley Van. Welcome to the Step Into Your Calling podcast, where we exist to empower others to accomplish their mission, vision, and purpose by living as an authentic expression of who they were created to be, so they can step into their calling and make their dreams come true. Why? Because we believe that each dream fulfilled makes the world a better place. Together, we're changing the world, one conversation at a time. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're talking about the rebrand. What is Step Into Your Calling? What does it mean to me? What is our real MVP, mission, vision, and purpose? And what can you expect from us moving forward? At Step Into Your Calling, we exist to empower others to accomplish their mission, vision, and purpose by living as an authentic expression of who they were created to be so they can step into their calling and make their dreams come true. Why? Why? Because we believe that each dream fulfilled makes the world a better place. And together, we're changing the world, one conversation at a time. Now that's our big mission and vision. Of course, uh, it all started back when I was on my own journey of discovery. And so I wanted to start today's episode out a little bit by sharing some of my history, some of my past just for those of you who are maybe new listeners or don't know me outside of the pod. So back in 2007, I started working in real estate. I was you know, 18 at the time, or about to be 18, and um, I was answering the phones at a real estate brokerage after school. It was a really great job, I really liked it, and I liked it so much (laughs) that it actually ended up becoming my full-time career, not long after I became pregnant not long after I became pregnant and I was so I was a teen mom I like to say this is the year that I was thrown into adulting that was in 2008 and I worked diligently in real estate I became an office administrator I kind of worked my way up the ranks at the office and I was doing really well for myself for my age bought a property at 23 and you know married my the father of my child and things like that I was really determined not to become another teen mom statistic. But in 2012, my grandfather passed away. And this was the year that I realized, hey, you know what, the last person who I really care about, you know, what they think of me has passed away. And so it kind of gave me this weird freedom, even inside of my grief. And what's funny is my grandfather wouldn't have, you know, demanded that I marry my ex husband, or anything like that. That was just a weird expectation I put on myself. So I just feel like it's important to say that for context. But just knowing that that potential for judgment was gone changed the way that I was able to live my life. So I ended up changing a lot of things. I left my husband. I changed my job. I got my real estate license, and I went to go work as an assistant somewhere. Um, and I started trading and doing all these things. And I worked actively in real estate for about five years. Until and I had two other kids in between, um, with my new husband, with my now new husband. Sorry, we skipped a lot of years, okay, lots of details, lots of years, but I married again, um, and I had two more kids. And when I gave birth to, you know, my third son, I was able to say to myself, you know what, this doesn't make any sense. So I had a crazy entrepreneurial itch, and what was interesting is that most people when they become self-employed they do that because they're looking for more time and more freedom but i was uh, doing it wrong so i was i was self-employed but i had no time and no freedom so my husband and i decided that it was time to you know hang it up give give the real estate self-employment roller coaster a rest and move into a safe cushy job. Um, but that didn't really last for very long. My husband and I both had a little bit of an entrepreneurial itch, as I mentioned already. And so we started a consulting firm, which quickly failed. And then we were back at the drawing board. In 2019, we started building a new foundation for our lives that reprioritized all of our values. We put God first, then one another, then our kids and work after that. Our focus turned inwards to ourselves before our jobs for the very first time, and the result was a level of professional success within the corporate setting that neither of us had expected, and it was happening for both of us at the same time. I was training sales professionals, and my husband was on the senior leadership team, running the transportation leg of one of Canada's largest, fa- largest and fastest-growing organizations. We were both in the perfect environments to discover our top talents and natural abilities and see them in action for the first time. Well, for me anyway, I think my husband always kind of knew what he was really good at, but I needed that validation. I needed to know from an outside source. In 2020, we gave birth to our daughter and well, you know, the rest like many others, the pandemic hit and it created an opportunity for us to once again, reflect, recalibrate and reprioritize our lives. We knew we wanted more. And so my husband left his job while I was on maternity leave, which old me by the way, would have freaked out about, but I knew that there was more for us. So I set my fear aside and I supported my husband in this transition. What we didn't know is that he would excel so much that his confidence to get back on the business running horse would be stronger than ever. He would discover himself as a master of his trade and step out on his own a short time later. For me, the biggest transition was in 2021. I was back at work going through the motions following maternity leave, and I wasn't sure about the direction my life was headed. I was happy at my job and very good at it, but I was bored. I knew that my life wasn't going to be summed up by a corporate nine to five. Now I'm good at what I do. Very good. I almost feel as though this role was created for me. All I need to do is show up and be my true authentic self. And that was when I realized there is a way to live your life and become successful just by being you. So I started a mission to uncover what that would be like for me. I started what I call my purpose journey with every transition, I always find it's easy to get off track without a rumble strip. Brian Buffini, one of my mentors, did a talk about the rumble strip on the side of the highway, and he shared about how many lives it's saved since its inception. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the term rumble strip, but it's that little, uh, it, it is a, it's a strip, it's a rumble strip at the side of the highway. It's got little groves in the road. And so if someone is sleepy or actually falls asleep at the wheel Their if their car starts to drift off of the road, their tire hits the rumble strip and it kind of like, it's an audible vibration that shifts the driver's attention back to the steering. Um, And so what Brian had said is that having a coach is like having a rumble strip. Their job is to prevent you from drifting. Now, I don't know about you, but that analogy really changed my perception on hiring a coach. Now, I'm not new to the professional development world. I've been involved in personal and professional development for many, many years, and I've spent lots of money and lots of time investing in myself and my personal growth. Now, when I came back from maternity leave, I was at risk of drift, and I could feel it coming, and so I knew exactly what to do. I had to hire a coach. Now, I had to pull towards something more, but I knew I loved my job and I didn't want to leave it. I knew I belonged there. So this is not, and I just want to say for the record, you know, this is not some tedious nine to five that I hated. I truly love what I do. I knew that I belonged there. So I hired the purpose coach, Nicole O'Salmon. And Nicole taught me that purpose was a who, not a do. This disappointed me at first, not going to lie. I was actually... I realize now that when I reached out to her, I was actually looking for career advice, right? But little did I know, and I do now, thanks to her, that you can fulfill your purpose wherever you are. So that's what I did. I started to fulfill my purpose within the platform I already had, and this drastically changed the experience of my job. And then I started getting tapped on the shoulder for things. I'm still there. I still love what I do. I'm happy with the platform that my job grants me to make a difference with thousands of people every single month. But I would also find out after working with Nicole that 2022 would be a year of preparation for me. And so here we are in August, almost a year since working with Nicole, and my life is very different. Since then, I've participated in several coaching programs. I've done a lot of work on myself. My husband and I now own two successful businesses. I'm thriving in my corporate job. I have multiple streams of income, new friends. I spend more time with my family and I do so many fun things. And, you know, I just have to kind of pause there about saying I do so many fun things because it was only back in March that a really good friend of mine, Allison, uh, actually had asked me a question. Now, Allison, by the way... I'm hoping that everyone will get a chance to hear from her soon. She's what I like to call wisdom in action. And so I'm hoping to interview her on the podcast so she can share some of her wisdom with us. Um, She's just such a wonderful human being. But one of the traits that I really appreciate about her, that I really appreciate about her is that she comes from a curiosity often. And so I must have been complaining to her and then she said, what do you do for fun? And I was like, I don't know. And I realized in that moment that I didn't do anything for fun. And so I made it part of my year of preparation that I was going to learn how to have fun again. Um, so thank you for that, Allison, because I've done more new things this year than I have, um, I think, for my entire adult life. Okay, so I've done so many fun things. And last year, so last year, I discovered my purpose But I've since discovered what I was really looking for, which was actually my calling. Now, you might be wondering, you know, what's the difference between a purpose and a calling? The Collins Dictionary defines purpose as the reason for which something was made or done. In other words, it's the who, not the do, like Nicole had said. Purpose is a way of being. You can embody this at any point in time. So if I know the reason that I was made or created is to inspire other people and encourage them forward, to act in empathy and mercy towards others and to teach, I can do that in literally any space. Now, I use those examples because those were the examples that I actually was able to discover in working with the purpose coach. Okay? So I take that on no matter where I am or what I'm doing. Primarily, I take that on with my family. And in my corporate job, where surprise, my purpose is also my job description. And I didn't know that before I received that clarity by working with a coach. Now, a calling, however, is a calling is a profession or career which someone is strongly attracted to, especially one which which involves helping other people. Now, here's what I'll say about that. You need both to fulfill your destiny. So my favorite definition of destiny is the future destined for a person or thing, fate, fortune, lot. Now, some definitions of destiny allude to this being totally outside of your control, but I don't subscribe to that in any way and don't mean that when I use the word destiny, okay? So to me, destiny is the internal tug on your heartstrings to do something great that changes the course of your life and the lives of others. So that internal sort of pull on your heartstrings what you feel called to do, I believe that that is your destiny. So the special recipe for destiny fulfillment is what I like to call purpose in action. It's the who expressed in doing. Okay. So it's kind of a marriage of purpose and calling. Okay. So it's the who expressed in doing purpose in action to fully encapsulate this. We need to first know what our purpose is our reason for being created, and have a thorough understanding of who we really are. Our definition of purpose in action is expressing your true authentic self through your natural strengths and talents. Now, before you at me and say you're not really good at anything, I would invite you to consider that you've spent most of your life focused on your weaknesses and improving those. And this is the ultimate trap. It's like having no athletic ability and spending all of your time in the gym trying to become better at basketball or tennis. Like (laughs) newsflash, if you have poor hand eye coordination, sports is probably not for you. It's just like how I love singing, but I can assure you that no matter how many hours I spend belting out notes that are beyond the scope of what sounds good for my voice, I will not be the next Mariah Carey. So instead, I've learned to focus on what I'm naturally good at, speaking, teaching, and sharing authentically. Other people learn from my sharing, and I'm not afraid to be honest, tell on myself, and say things that might embarrass other people. Because I know that telling the truth lets other people know they aren't alone and see a new way forward. So where do I focus my time and effort? In communication and conversation. Owning that and improving there is how I will have the greatest impact, not just on my own life, but in the lives of all the people that encounter me. And I have chosen, chosen to take full responsibility for that and step into my calling, which is to transform the world through conversation. Now, here are some questions to get you started on this path. Spend some time to journal this. What am I naturally good at? What are compliments that people give me over and over again? Now, this one, you know, if you're in a little bit of like a negative self-talk kind of space, it might be hard for you to think about this, but I want to give you an example of why this question is here. So back in 2015 and 2016, I took a real estate seminar and one of the course sessions that we were in all of the participants put taped a blank piece of paper to their back and we would walk around the room and we would write words of encouragement or positive things on the back of the papers of the participants that we knew some some of them we worked really closely with others you know maybe we had only encountered them during the seminar but you know we got to hear from everybody during the course of our time together now having done this two years apart what I found really interesting was that even though I was with a different group of people, the things that people wrote on the paper were the same both years. And there was three things that really stuck out the most. One was that I inspire people. The second one was that I had a beautiful smile. And the third one was that I had a positive attitude or it was like a positive, I brought positivity with me. Um, and that really reassured me that even if I didn't believe at that time, I really didn't believe that I was inspiring. I didn't think that I had a beautiful smile or that there was anything beautiful about me really. And I for sure, I knew I was positive, but I wasn't sure that I quite believed that other people believed I was positive because I was suffering from a lot of negative self-talk, lots of doubt like the emotional roller coaster that comes along with being self-employed. But I was able to take those things and say, these are things that people notice about me. So when I say, what are compliments that people give you over and over again as a question, you don't have to believe it right now, but I want you to think about some things that maybe people have said to you and write those down. What are you doing when you feel most fulfilled? Or I guess I should say that as I, what am I doing when I feel most fulfilled? When you feel like, you know, I don't know if you ever do like a little happy dance when like you're getting things done. Like, what are you doing when that's happening? Um, you know, for some people they do a little happy dance when they do the dishes. I don't cause I don't enjoy doing dishes. Right. So Um, But I do get a little happy dance when I'm ahead of schedule submitting deadlines or when I'm doing something really creative and I just, you know, those creative juices start flowing and I'm like, oh, wow, we could really create something awesome from this and it's going to have an impact on other people. That kind of stuff makes me really happy. Um, And finally, I'll ask this one. This one might take a little bit of thought, so you might want to journal it out a few times. If I were to imagine my destiny fulfilled? How does that feel? What is it like to know that I have accomplished all that I set out to do? That one's deep, so I'll leave it with you. Um, Now, you can read these questions, by the way, in the show notes, and I encourage you to journal them out as many times as you need to, to uncover your destiny and help guide you in whatever your circumstances are right now so that you can start living your purpose in action and step into your calling. To learn more about The Purpose Coach, you can visit nicoleosalmon.com or follow the link in the show notes. There are also links below for you to connect with me on social media or join our private Facebook community, The Good Vibe Tribe. I look forward to connecting with you again very soon. And until then, may you step into your calling. With gratitude, Ashley Van. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Step Into Your Calling podcast. We'd like to thank our show sponsors today, Relocation Engineers and breadalone.org. And we encourage you to check out their websites in the show notes. We look forward to seeing you again soon. Until then, may you step into your calling. With gratitude, Ashley Van.